Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. going on everyone it's time for another post edition of aw dynamite right here on fightful and fightful.com i'm john alba filling in for our sick brethren sean ross sap two weeks in a row now and uh, the dancing christmas tree over there is mr alex Pulowski. what's going on brother you, you are festive tonight I'm, I'm festive i'm extra festive tonight because i know that sean is uh homesick and uh he would never let me get away with this on the AEW show. This is reserved for the shtick that I do uh, yes. on Tuesdays. So uh, just to show him how much I love him and how much I care, and also to spite him, I have gone full all-out Christmassy this evening. Um, uh, yeah, this was uh, – <laughs> I'm in a good mood, man. I'm in a, How can you not be with that, with that intro song? And also this episode of, of Dynamite had some really good stuff on it. Feeling a little jolly tonight, perhaps, maybe because Chris Jericho wasn't on this show. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's good. He's in Australia. He could stay there for all I care. This was a great show. <laughs> I got to put over RJ City and Chris Jericho had an unbelievable Hey W episode. If you have not checked it out yet, it was yeah. it was exceptional. He claimed to have dated Lori Beth Denenberg from all that <laughs> at one point, which I thought was fascinating. But uh, it was definitely worth going out of your way. I know I had a lot of thoughts. I, and I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on this edition of AEW Dynamite. Send us your super chats here tonight. You can do it in the YouTube chat or you head over to humperchats.com. Support the Fightful team directly. That is what we love to see. We will read your chats on air. Last week we had so many. We were playing catch up. I hope you had a good holiday this past week, man. You feeling good about uh, your your late November heading into the holiday season here with Christmas, obviously very jolly tonight. 
Yes, uh, but you know, like, listen, I've uh, I, I was always a December first guy, and no earlier. But 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 this year, listen, I just uh, um, it, it's it's got the 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 spirit has taken hold of me early, and I'm I'm ready to get into that final twenty five days, man. We're 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 getting we're nitty gritty time. I feel that. Jam Beard says, Alex, I can't believe I missed your quackiest NXT recap show last night, Mother Ducker. Yeah, uh, last last night on NXT on the NXT recap show, I slip of the tongue. I accidentally called Duke Hudson, Duck Hudson. Mm. See, the, the week before, uh, Braun uh, Breaker went out fishing, and so we we had we had a lot of fun with fish puns. Like, what's your what's a what's a fish pun name of a wrestler or whatever? And so last night, on a whim, because I happened to say Duck Hudson instead of Duke Hudson, I was like, "Hey, everybody, send in your duck puns about wrestlers." We mm. got a hundred and thirty of them from wow. the Fightful Faithful last night. We, we had a lot of fun. And also, it, it verged into other waterfowl, like geese, which is how we got the, the cold-hearted, handsome devil honk, uh, which, which sent both Kate and I into utter hysterics. So there was a lot of fun. We're in a different world here on Wednesday nights, we though, are. as we <laughs> recap AW Dynamite. Again, guys, send your Super Chats <laughs> and Humper Chats, HumperChats.com. Let's not waste any more time. Let's review this episode of AEW Dynamite, which I thought was up and downs. The ups were really up. Some of the downs I really disliked. But uh, overall, there was some good stuff on this episode. Let's get into it. John Moxley is out to open up the show. He's saying there are only three things that are certain in life, death, taxes, and John Moxley. And out comes Hangman Page. He makes his return big time pop for Hangman Page. They're saying on commentary that he's not quite cleared yet, which we would find out is not the case because he and John Moxley would erupt into a brawl after Mox pokes the bear just a little bit. And we get this uh, backstage brawl that goes throughout the course of the show, which I thought that was a really good touch. You know, one of the frequent criticisms of AEW is there's not show long storytelling. I thought the fact that we revisited this brawl later in the night was a really good thing. And I liked how this was executed. What'd you think? Um, well, I, uh, I loved it because, uh, a, a uh, why wouldn't hangman like in kayfabe have a problem with moxley especially moxley going like there ain't a guy in the back who could stand up to me hangman can can simply say that we were at a stalemate mm -hmm. and then you got a lucky shot in and you and that's fine that's fine. I, I'll, I'll cop to it but i still think i can beat you and moxley's out here running his mouth so when hangman comes down to confront him and then moxley says you sure you want to be out here after what happened the last time Hangman's not going to stand for that. And this is what I love about AEW is you can have these guys where everybody's like, ooh, Moxley's turning heel. I don't know if Moxley's turning no, heel. Moxley's just, just being guys Moxley. fighting. It's just and two these guys. two guys don't like each other. The idea of if I'm a good guy and you're a good guy, we agree on everything. Like, I don't I don't love that about, about wrestling. It's the most simplistic, like, little, little baby storytelling. Like, no, these guys can be people we root for mm -hmm. separately and they cannot like each other, especially because of this particular thing. Um, and I love that it evolved into a brawl where they couldn't keep them apart. I love that they went backstage and hangman as he was being escorted out, 
Moxley found his way around the others. He flanked him from he the did. west so that he could he could run into him headlong and have another brawl. That was great. But also about this is that it 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 helped. It was one of the couple of things that they did to perfectly explain why after a certain person got taken out in the middle of the ring later, why there wouldn't be immediate bunch of people coming to help. Yep. Loved it. Yep. And I'm with you too. They were able to call back to it indirectly later in the show, which I thought was really effective. I liked that. It felt very personal between them. And whenever something feels personal, you as the fan are forced to pick sides. I think that, always makes for a great dynamic when you have that traditional baby face versus baby face. You have to pick a side. It felt very real between them. And what I love too, it was a small detail that I picked up on that hangman page would charge Moxley security would pull them back. He'd charge him. He'd pull him back. And every single time John Moxley just kept laughing. He just kept laughing every single time that hangman page came at him. He'd smile. They'd go back at him. It wasn't this pissed off brawl and it was just, go ahead, bro. I'm goading you. I'm goading you. Come on, come take your shot. Come take your shot. I thought that was great, man. This was really, really well done. And it's a good way also to get John Moxley out of the main event picture. I love congruent storytelling in professional wrestling where mm-hmm. the story of John Moxley and Regal and all that and MJF is going to be this periphery story that will go on over time. But for now, he's going to be busy doing something else and he doesn't need another title to chase after. I think that's always a good thing when you yeah. can establish that in your story. Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it's a... Here's the other thing. It looks like Mox is like, you know what? I'll take that vacation maybe late spring because it feels like he's not going on vacation. Like, I thought there was a perfect opportunity for him to, to go on vacation. He got a little heated with Regal last week. Who knows where he's going to be now? He's not immediately coming back after, uh, after MJF, whatever. Maybe he could do something that would get him suspended or whatever, but it looks like, no, we're going to have a little thing here with, with Hangman that might lead to a Hangman and Moxley pay-per-view match at, at Revolution. You know, I mean, who you knows? I think you'll go that long. My thought was winter is coming is where that's probably going down. This is the thing is I always, always think, you think it'll go that long? And it always goes that long. So I'm just, I'm expecting it's, it to go to revolution. To me, this screams more of like a big time gimmick blow off match where they do some it's, sort of John Moxley yep. death match kind of thing. And mm-hmm. as we've seen, Hangman's not afraid to do that stuff. So yep. that's more where I envision that going. Uh, Tom LaValle. It's great to have John and Alex on the show. Thoughts for healing for SRS. Big returns for Hangman and Ruby. Wild show. Let's go. It it really was a wild show. There's a lot of chaos uh, on this show. But overall, I really did enjoy how this laid the groundwork uh, for everything. I'm glad to see Hangman Page back nice Mm -hmm. and healthy. That's good. And you know, uh, Alex, one of the reasons that Hangman Page might be healthy right now is because perhaps, and maybe I'm speculating, but perhaps... He was maybe taking a all-in-one nutritional supplement that was helping him focus on recovery, focus, and get better sleep, too. I'm talking about AG1. Yeah, you would be, except for uh, Sean didn't actually upload the video <laughs> of that. I was praying that for the first one you were going to do one of the other two because I'm like, I can't find it in the back end. I've been looking for it. It's not there where I want it to be. Oh, he's got COVID brain. Wait, hold. What was it? Uh, no, not there. Hold, I, I, hold. But say the same thing you said again. Uh, <clears throat> I found it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah. 
You know, Hangman Page was able to get back to good health because he was able to focus on an all-in-one nutritional supplement that focused on rest, recovery, brain function, and all those great things. Of course, I'm talking about AG1. We talk a lot about performance here at Fightful. And you know if you want that performance, you want Athletic Greens 1. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, Our strength and conditioning coach said, you should probably move on to something more digestible, recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Love the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens 1, it effectively replaces all those products, pills, with one healthy drink. AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful. And check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us. Absolutely, no doubt. Let's catch up on a couple more Super Chats here. Again, guys, send your Super Chats in now via YouTube or via HumperChats.com. Brent Lockman says, Mox lives wrestling so much that this is his vacation. I'd probably believe that, truth be told. (laughs) Uh, Don't mind me, I'm at work, says, why is Hangman going after Mox when he should be directing that energy and coming at 10 Roosh and possibly Andrade like goddamn Terminator? They made negative one cry. Uneven show. The highs were high and the lows kept going and going. Interesting. Um, uh, well, Andrade ain't going to be back anytime soon. So No. No. It's, I mean, like, it's, it's, um, 10 and Roosh would, I guess, make sense. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I wonder if they're going to let Dark Quarter like handle that in house. Um, uh, so it might be like a, a thing of of uh, uh, you know D- Evil Uno and Silver and Reynolds doing that kind of stuff. But um, you have a point. I just I I, I they haven't been very. Con- Hangman Page is an honorary member of the Dark Order only when it serves them. As opposed to yeah. a continuous thing. So if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a promo a few months ago where Hangman basically was like, It's time for me to do my own thing and Right. Uh, and then after that he joined them for the for the for the oh, for the tournament. Right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I love the pairing of Dark Order and Hangman Page, but also the Dark Order has undergone so many changes that mm-hmm. it doesn't quite feel like the same exact unit so i'm not upset about preston vance being on his own by the way i'm 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 into that and getting this new version of his character uh, is great uh kaden saying i love seeing andrew zarian here tonight yes andrew zarian is on the show with alex pulowski of course no doubt about that apparently yeah (laughs) uh basically that being uh people have confused andrew zarian and i quite a bit because we both have Mm -hmm. hair so that's Right, exactly, which is, yeah. And also, you don't have the, the scruffiness, which is usually accompanied accompanied by the, uh, with all the wrestling male personalities on air. Like, it's it's not That's quite, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went on a date with one of Andrew Zarian's good friends, and uh, she told me that 
Andrew back in the day was referred to as Goldust because of how heavy his eyeshadow was. So make of that what you will. Uh, let's oh, keep going here. Why don't we? Let's uh-huh. talk about let's talk about when wrestling is great wrestling. And that was Brian Danielson defeating Dax Harwood. Holy hell, did I love this match? It was great. This was everything you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It was a good way to get Brian Danielson what I thought was a much needed TV win. He's lost a lot sure. of big matches, so getting him a good TV win against a great opponent who had one hell of a weekend in Dax Harwood. And as to your point earlier, Alex, this was a great way at having an excuse for Brian Danielson not to be there for William Regal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the match, of course, is great. Um, the, this is this is the, the, a crowd that is um, super hype for for this thing as it is because I mean I just love that. It, it always does feel like like uh, they're actually pitching matches via Twitter that Tony Khan, because he's terminally online, sees <laughs> and says, hey, that's not a bad idea. Like, because I remember Dax was like, hey, Brian Danielson, fight me. And, and like, then we then like two hours later, we get the graphic like it's, it's great. Um, yeah. I uh, I also love the crowds like uh, this is awesome before the match started because they mm-hmm. knew it was going to be. Um, uh, and it is also a real testament to the, um, the perception of Dax Harwood and how it's grown over the last year or so, because I think the idea of a Scott Dawson versus Daniel Bryan singles match, um, would have never move the radar it would have been a weird thing for them to do mm-hmm. but now because dax has proven like he is one of the best just old school wrestlers in the world today that style versus brian danielson who might be the greatest technical wrestler ever like what a cool idea for those two styles to meet in the persona of these two guys who you know are totally serious mm-hmm. and and uh, about their craft um, and it became kind of like a, 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 as soon as it was mentioned, I was like, holy hell, what a dream match this is going to be. But I don't know that I would have said that a year and a half ago, no. but like now, absolutely. Like this is some great stuff. Dax is on the run of a lifetime right now. If you did not check out his match with speedball, Mike Bailey mm. at WrestleCade this past week, it was one of the best finishes I've ever seen live at a show. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. If you haven't seen the match, go out of your way to see it. I will say that I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will say it. Uh, Dax and I had a long talk this past weekend about wrestling psychology and storytelling in particular. Mm-hmm. And the way that this guy views professional wrestling, he did a great interview with Sean Ross Sapp that's available on yeah. Fightful, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. But the way that this guy views wrestling, you take away the traditional terminology, oh, this is the heat part of the match. This is the shine part of the match. And he associates that ride that you take the audience on when they form that authentic human connection with the performer. If a wrestler is being kicked down in the corner, taking the traditional heat, we've all felt that in our own lives. Maybe we weren't able to make a car payment. Uh, Maybe we had a really crappy day at work and we Mm -hmm. just felt like the world was pounding down on us. So when that wrestler is selling in the corner, we feel that energy. We feel something in that struggle that makes us invest in it. The guy just views wrestling differently than a lot. As does Brian Danielson. 
yeah. surprisingly enough. So them having this match together was of no surprise to me and in, in how good it was. The one thing that I would have wanted a little more of, I'm all about having the dream match on, on the show. I think that's great. I think these two have big enough star power, Alex, but something story element wise would have been important for me here. Mm-hmm. And whether it was even just Brian saying, I need to win this match to prove that I deserve a match against the AEW world champion down the line. Something as simple as that goes a long way for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's one of those things of um, it, it, it could have easily been, you could have set it up with Dex, you know, saying like, um, uh, coming up to, to Danielson backstage and something, a little interview that he's having with Shivani and he's saying like, um, this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You know what? I, I'm, I'm shooting my shot because, you know, we, we never know what, what, what lies ahead for us. Yeah. I want to wrestle you. I want to, I want to, I want to fight you. I want to see what, I want to see what, what happens when we fight and Danielson being like, that sounds like a great idea. And just because, because I love the idea. They came out with no animosity, wrestled the hell out of each other. And then at the end, the hug was really cool because it was two guys who absolutely love this 
business. Yes, and also do. this art form and the respect they have for each other to fellow lovers of this craft. I thought that was really cool. I want to know via Super Chat, guys. Let us know, is Dax Harwood a top five professional wrestler in the world for the year 2022? Let us know. I'll read your responses on there. Leave a Super Chat or leave a Humper Chat, humperchats.com. I want to see what you guys have to say about that because that's a conversation in and of itself. Meet Normus left the Humper Chat. Says, good evening, you two scrummy breakfast pastries. That's a... That's very Alex Polowski. He says, I want to dip you both in my tea and gobble you up. Uh, Dax versus Brian is a match to show lapsed or non-wrestling fans. Let's have yeah. another best of seven with these two. Yeah, they, they, it did it did feel like that. Like there there was some really great stuff. I I love I honestly I'm of two minds to it at the end. I love that uh Danielson wasn't concerned about the placement, R.E. the hard cam. Um, because oh, it shouldn't yeah, be, finish, it's a real fight. Finish, yep. But mm-hmm. I also would have loved to have been able to see yeah. what Shivani was talking about, how um, how he had his hands over his eyes, so Dax yeah. didn't even know which way he could reach for the ropes. Yep. I would have mm-hmm. loved to have been able to see that. I don't know if you can run a cameraman around to the other side of the ring, but like that would have been a really cool moment to be able to see. Yeah, that's on production to catch that. I, the way that I look at it, it's very much the way you do it in sports. It's the way New Japan does it. The camera finds you. You don't find the camera. And I know that's not the way in WWE by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're going for that sports-centric feel like you are in a match like this, I'm with you entirely on that. I think that would have added to the story of the match if we could see that a little more. But to commentary's credit, I'm glad that they brought that up. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs says, Dax Harwood, top five? No. Quacks Harwood, on the other hand, definitely yeah. in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it, it's Quacks Harwood and Cash Waddler, I believe, was what we mm-hmm. came up with. Um, the, the ROH champions. Uh, Caden says Dax is for the gays and wrestler of the year. He's he's sure. he's uh, to me, he's absolutely in my top five. Like, it, it's yeah. it, he's he's done so much. Uh, the, the, the tag matches, the singles matches, he's done so much. Uh, Chris Frazier says, Dax makes me feel Cash is my fun uncle. He's a funkle. Mm-hmm. I aspire yeah. to be a funkle at some point in life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll try to be uh, Cash Wheeler here. Uh, Ricky Starks had a backstage interview where he said not only is he coming for the AW World Championship, but he also wants the diamond ring. He wants the dynamite diamond ring that MJF has won three years running here. He's going to be in the Battle Royal next week. They're running it next week since it's not going to be at winners coming this year. Right. Uh, pretty straightforward, simple promo for Ricky here. Again, continues right. to find his confidence on the microphone. What do you think of it? He's great. Um, I love Ricky Starks. Can you explain to me what the rules are of the diamond ring this year? Cause I don't understand them anymore. Uh, no, I can't. Okay, good, good. See, see, I, I want to make sure I wasn't the only one. Cause it was like very confused. Especially when Ethan page came out and cut a promo about how he can win the diamond ring. And then he can decide whenever he's going to cash that. Is that, is it basically like winning the, the, the I chips? Guess match I, now? Guess, I guess it's like a money in the bank kind of thing. Yeah. Because like MJF had to be in the battle Royal to win the dynamite diamond ring, <laughs> even if he already had the dynamite diamond ring. But then yep. once he had it, all he did was hit people with it. He didn't actually use it for anything. Is it a, they really need to explain that better by the beginning of next week. Cause I don't know what's going on. <laughs> 
No, I'm with you entirely on that front. I, I did not love that, but I do love it was a clear, concise promo that showed his intentions. And truthfully, I think Ricky should win that battle royal next week. I think that him going into the championship match against MJF with the diamond ring, I, I think that's effective storytelling. And it shows right. that he has something on MJF. Right. But Ricky already has a guaranteed match versus MJF. Oh, so, well, again, we, we need to see what the established rules are of this. Well, this but needs- like, but because I, here's the thing, I'm seeing a lot of people like, no. So the winner of the battle royal can face MJF for the diamond ring whenever they want. So so he wins the right. battle royal, but they don't get the diamond ring. They right. get to face they MJF to for the diamond ring, face- and diamond. if they beat him for the diamond ring, they get a title. <laughs> Well, because maybe. because Ethan Page was talking about how he wants a title match out of this thing, not just the Diamond Ring, because like the winner of the Battle Royal chooses when their match against MJF is scheduled. MJF is in, is uh, is in the final. He's not in the Royal itself. Right. That, <laughs> well, they're maybe, not doing it, a very good job of this. Maybe he gets both in the one match against Max. Maybe he gets okay. the challenge for both. It used to be the final two in the Battle Royal have a match for the ring. But Correct. now the single winner faces MJF for the ring. Correct. And also the title? Because why Why would you agree to a match versus the AEW champion if when you beat him, all you get is a prop? Wouldn't you want the title belt as well? Like if, it, if you can get the prop and a future title match guaranteed, maybe, it does feel kind of odd. I understand what you're saying, and I don't understand the rules. <laughs> but Jambeard says, we all know the captain, Sean Dean, is going to win the Diamond Battle Royal. He's undefeated against MJF. That's very I true. mean, like, if he wins the Battle Royal, he should get, he should, they should do that. I mean, that would be kind of fun. Although, I, I, I do I don't think, <laughs> I don't see it happening. Um, I do think it might be, it, it, I, I still think they're, they haven't fully, taken away the possibility that the firm and MJF are still working together and we might see an, M- an Ethan Page thing. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it's, I'm, it's still out there. It is. They definitely alluded to that in the MJF promo that we'll talk about in a little bit here. Let's talk about a promo that I hated with every single fiber of my body, buddy. I mm. could not stand this backstage sit down interview between Claudio Wheeler, Utah, and Yas, I hated this so much for so many reasons. <sighs> One, it was edited really poorly. There yeah. were random cuts thrown in that guys, their arm would be here, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it'd be down there. Two, the audio was terrible in it. Nobody was mm-hmm. mic'd up except for Renee Paquette, and mm-hmm. it was a lot of echo. I didn't like that. Uh, number three, there was just so much going on in it. They made a couple matches in it. They got over the hat meme. They tried to get over the hat meme. The, the hat meme is over. Like that's yeah. the other thing. Like uh, Kylie Fuller saying that uh, that that Jake Hager should keep it forever and leave it in the ring when he retires. Like that's that's <laughs> his now now his whole persona is so entwined with the hat that now he has to leave it in the ring when he retires, like the Undertaker. Yes, <laughs> maybe it works. The one thing I did like is that they did allude to Cesaro's WWE run, mm-hmm. where he was the yodeler, right. as a sports entertainer. Right? Maybe, maybe we'll see a real Americans reunion. Mm-hmm. But man, this 
this got made the main event after we talked last week, but Claudio versus Jericho, a final battle just isn't doing it for me. It's not a big main event to me. No, I mean, it, we've just seen, like, I, I would love if Claudio could feud with anybody who's not Chris Jericho, not because it's Chris Jericho. I just want to see him wrestle a bunch of different people. Um, and it does feel like this this is a stipulation that just gives away the end. Yeah, it gives exactly. away the ending. We know exactly. Claudio's that... not beating Chris Jericho for that for that belt. I mean, maybe if Claudio had never been the ROH champion, but he lost it to Jericho, he's not winning it back from Jericho. That's just not what's going to happen. So it gives away the game that he's going to have to, he's going to lose and be forced to join Yas, which means that if he's actually part of the group, they're going to they're going to tell him what to do, and he's going to have to do it. And part of that is he's going to be forced to make a, to form a tag team with Jake Hager. And they're going to make him wrestle in the hat. They're going to wear matching hats to the ring. And he's going to be, they're going to make my boy, Claudio Clastagnoli, <laughs> one of the greatest wrestlers to have ever lived, <laughs> wrestle in a purple bucket hat. And I'm going to have several aneurysms. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just not going to work out for me. Uh, Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta for the Pure Championship will also be on Final Battle once again, which uh, they've got great chemistry. I could watch them wrestle all the time. But again, it just feels like Daniel Garcia took a bunch of steps back here. And uh, it, it's just, no fault of his own. Every no, time he no, gets in the ring, he's great. I, I don't understand where they, they, they push him to the back of the line. Like for, Now he's like, hey, yeah, how about me and me and Jake Hager, the guy in the funny hat that I'll remind you the reason he's wearing the hat is because at the time I was supposed to be rejecting Yas, even though I was actually working with him the whole time. So this is by rights, my hat that he's wearing, but I'm fine. I'm going to let him wear it. But the two of us are going to team against Claudio and Wheeler Yuta next week. Um, Wheeler Yuta versus uh, Daniel Garcia is going to be great because it's always great because they're two great wrestlers. And yet I feel like I've seen it a lot and if it does feel like final battle like I feel like I feel like the actual title of the next ROH pay-per-view is this better be the final battle. I don't want to see it again after this. You have seen this battle before. <laughs> uh, Brent Lockman says, I'll watch Garcia and you to wrestle forever. Hell, while we're doing rematches, let's just do FTR Briscoe's three. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be down with that. That's cool with me. That's. If, if we're just doing rematches, we may as well do that. Again, guys, send in your super chats. Send in your Humper Chats. We want to see what you guys got to say, HumperChats.com. Uh, also, touching base with Tom LaValle, says, rules for the Diamond Battle Royal. Two wrestlers start in the ring. One more enters every five minutes. If you get pinned, you get in the penalty box. Of course, That's right. That is. Exactly. It's the same thing. There's always – there's always – I think what we need in almost every stipulation, more penalty minutes. I think that's the thing that we mo- we must have now. Thank you, Shawn Michaels, for that. And thank you, Jeff Jarrett, for that before him. Maybe we'll get a penalty box on top of a ladder because that's how Shawn Michaels <laughs> seems to do things these days. So it uh, could happen. Uh, let's keep rolling on here, my friend. Samoa Joe defeated A.R. Fox, who is now officially all elite. They gave him the graphic today mm-hmm. after the match. Wardlow in his best Hallmark Christmas movie outfit. Nice yep. turtleneck. And a beautiful pea coat over it. Uh, basically, makes a really bad joke about War Joe being a bad name, mm-hmm. and says that he's coming for Joe. And Joe sold it big with his face and his emotions. Uh, overall, fine, good match between Ar Fox and Samoa Joe. I loved when 
Joe tried to do the walk away that he always does, but AR Fox actually landed on his feet and was ready for mm-hmm. him. And Joe didn't realize that. Was that. that was a cool spot. Uh, you know, this is kind of the role that I feel like AR Fox is probably going to be used in in AEW, which is fine. Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the promo afterwards was was what it was, but mm-hmm. again, as we discussed last week, Wardlow chasing Samoa Joe is definitely the right move for business here. Um, yeah, I I agree. Um, uh, I don't want him to get away from just the, the, I don't know. I, I, I agree. Fantastic outfit. Like I, I, I want to know where he shops, but like, <laughs> Hey, what, fine. Whatever. It's a name. Like, remember your best name you had war Like, who are you taking it? Is there somebody over there that you're doing the joke for? I don't know yeah, why this yeah, why like over, there. over there. It was, it, it, it did feel like it was like, Hey, it's, it's Wardlow's got a tight five. On 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 Samoa Joe, gonna gonna do a little a little insult comedy. Uh, it didn't quite work for me. I want to see these two guys wrestle. Um, this is not the way I would build to it. I would want Ward Wardlow coming after Samoa Joe every time he has a chance. Mm. But I also uh, wanted I wanted to say great for Ar Fox. I love that spot for him. He's going to move up in the company until he's in a in a better position. But he's he, he's great. I'm I'm so happy he's got this contract. But also, another guy I want coming after Samoa Joe, alongside Wardlow, is Powerhouse Hobbs, right. who from this next vignette feels like he is miles away from this conversation. Yeah, well, go ahead. Why don't you, why don't you hit on that? I then? mean, like I, I like the vignette, but I want that vignette at, in February or, or January when he's done trying at the same time as Wardlow to go after Samoa Joe. Cause that's what I want. I want these two guys being like, we are going to have to beat the hell out of this old man to get these titles. And afterwards we'll fight. But for right now, right. let's, let's see if we can do this together. I think that's a really cool story. I want yeah. that. I love this vignette because it's really cool. Him just walking through with the hometown of Oakland, going into a barber shop. But like I'm gonna introduce you to the real powerhouse Hobbs. It yeah. feels like the beginning of a babyface turn. Yeah. But like I'm I'm just I just want to see these dudes fight. I don't I don't need the vignettes yet. The fight feels like it hasn't finished yet. I want more of that. Well, I think by the way we saw the pay-per-view match and babyface Hobbs is probably where this is headed, as you alluded to. I will never be upset about adding layers to someone's character. That's always right. something I can get behind. And if if the idea is, and I don't think it's coincidental that we saw this Hobbs thing right after this. That's yep. to remind you, hey, here's the association. So I'm okay with that. I, I do feel like character-wise, Hobbs is a little further away than Wardlow is from that. So let's mm-hmm. keep adding to those dimensions of sure. his character and uh, trying to see if he can cement himself as someone that is very much worth being in this title conversation once again as we continue uh, to move forward here with them. Again, guys, send in your Super Chats right now via YouTube or Humper Chats via HumperChats.com. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I know we got a bunch coming up in just a few moments here, uh, but Taz did break down Hook versus Lee Moriarty from Rampage. I thought that was a unique way to remind the crowd what happened here. What do you think of this? Um, I, I thought it was really cool. Honestly, I love I love Taz breaking down like the actual 
wrist control and Dude, sitting out and all that stuff is great right about Taz on commentary that he didn't do in WWE because that wasn't a focus in WWE with commentary with AEW. They let him be like, okay, explain this lock to me. Tell me the shoot term for it. I like that about Taz. Yeah. I thought this was great. Um, uh, I, 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 I think that there's like, it'll, it'll be one of things, things that like we might look back in 10 years at the first Lee Moriarty versus hook match um, and be like, wow, man, they faced each other for all these titles and all this kind of stuff, because it does feel like these guys are both young and hungry and have a really long career ahead of them. Um, and it's kind of cool that they had this, this first match. And this was also like the match. They let hook like face somebody who's also really great at this same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, Hey, hook beat a guy in two minutes on rampage. It felt like, this was a real match, and this is the maybe the beginning of some more of that. Yes. All right. Let's get into the segment that had everyone talking on the show. We finally saw MJF return, first time as AEW World Champion. This was a really long segment, really long segment. Uh, he says that he's above the AW World Championship belt, the physical belt that was for losers. He's got his own. It is the Triple B. Mm-hmm. It's the big was it the big Burberry belt? Is that yes. yep. the correct term for it? The big Burberry belt? Mm-hmm. That's that's a mouthful. Uh, this was very unique. Mm-hmm. And he is going off and he Boy, I mean, the the way they did this, man, I thought the first, like, two-thirds of this promo were really long. He's trying to explain his motivations, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about how Regal reached out to him after the firm attack and said, you know, you you can be the filthiest player in the game if you really want to be, but you got to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns it on itself. As William Regal's back is turned, he nails him with the brass knuckles and he yells at him for making a deal with the devil. This is what you get for making a deal with the devil. And he mm-hmm. turns, he brings the whole email story full circle and says that Regal just ain't up to that superstar potential, that superstar talent level that other people may be. And Max doesn't associate with those. So this was a lot to chew on Alex. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I said, man, that was really great. What do you think? Um, it 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 did it did it did feel a little long, but I think that um, that it it was that long, so it could lull you into a in into in to, to sleep, so that when the 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 turn happened with the brass knucks, it caught you. Like, oh, what? Whoa! Because yeah. I was like, I was because you know, people would be like, I'm yeah, whatever. This is this is going yeah, okay, whatever. And you're you're all talk is what he they want you to think about this guy and then he stabs this dude in the back like well he punches him in the back of the head um uh i i thought um they they paid lip service to the firm like i'm who am i gonna chase them what am, i'm not the guy who does chasing no 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 no. we're gonna find out this the whole thing was orchestrated from the beginning that's what i still think um but i love that he was like it was Regal's idea. He reached out to me and said, "You look a little weak. Why would he look did he look weak? Because he got he got beat up by the firm." There was MJF realizing that if he did that, he might incur the favor of William Regal. Like, was it is it like 
12 D chess or whatever, but I love that he, um, uh, he basically laid out the next year yeah. of, of a W book. And he, like he, he said it on the first day he was on dynamite after being champion. I'm rarely going to wrestle when I do, you're probably going to have to shell out actual money for a pay-per-view. Um, I'm I'm gonna make everybody jump through all kind of hoops if they want to face me. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing: I'm telling you how much this is gonna suck. And I love that he he, yeah. he couched it in. Oh, there was a bunch of you who were apparently overjoyed when I became champ. Guess what? You're not gonna be. You're gonna hate it. This is this is <laughs> you're gonna hate this. He laid out like yeah. heel championship booking 101 lecture, Professor MJF. He called and, it the reign of terror. He did, which is which is uh, which is a, a just just a turn of phrase. But also, they referred to Punk having a reign of terror. But it also was Triple H from yeah. late two thousand two to two thousand five. He wasn't champion the whole time, but whenever WrestleMania came around for those years, he was. He he if he lost it, he got it right back. So like, here's the thing. He's also saying like, I I'm gonna make Bruno San Martino turn in his grave because I'm going to be, I'm going to be so I'm going to be champion for so long. But he also was like, this is a bidding war. I hope WWE comes in with a bigger number, but if they don't, I'll stick around and then I'll be champion forever. Or and he's doing it. I'll go to Hollywood way, or I'll go to Hollywood. Um, which is a, a wonderful little threat that he know we, we know he might be able to make good on, but also he, uh, he, he brought out a new design for the belt. And he called the fans fickle, which of course is was was Daniel Bryan's move when he became champion and turned heel. That was his thing that, that we were all like, and what a great heel run that was for Daniel Bryan in WWE. And he and we know that that's gonna be the next big program because of this and because of what happened after. Well, and he name dropped Brian Danielson in the promo and he said that Regal couldn't even make him a good wrestler or something to, something along those and lines. And he also he also specifically name dropped Eddie Kingston. So we're definitely getting that program at some point probably in the summer. Like that kind of a Eddie's not taking the belt off of him, but we're getting that program because because they know, I think, that they need the guys we want to be champ the most to face yeah. MJF. So and that's that what you said. Most of, yeah. Yeah, you have to have these baby faces that we love facing MJF so that we 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 get behind them. Eddie Kingston is the perfect like mm-hmm. man of the people. We all love Eddie. So like it's those kind of things they're setting up. So when when he went, when he he had the belt, he put it on and he took it off and said, like, Oh, William Regal, I wanted to say one more thing. I was like, Oh dear God. And when he rent into his pocket and pulled out the nuts, I was like, he's going to hit William Regal with those nuts. What a heel promo. Because he made you think, this is boring. He's just talking. And then he tried to murder William Regal, the guy who turned on his own faction to make him champion. This is some Richard III stuff. Like, like Richard III, who went out there with all of his boys who backed him, and then systematically after he became king, he had them all murdered. Like, that's some really Shakespearean evil well, shit. Yeah, I and, love it. And on top of that, if you know William Regal's history and just the way his character's presented, he's always been one step ahead of everybody else. He's the gentleman villain, right? He's always thinking ahead. And he got it turned on him here. 
he made the deal with the devil and this is what you get for making the deal with the devil. It was very, very poetic. And I'm glad that Max reinforced that at the end of the promo. I thought that was really good. And Ryan Danielson comes out afterwards. They do a big, big time stretcher job in ambulance. There have been a lot of rumors circulating in the last week that Regal could be finishing up with AEW. This, if that's the case, this seems like a pretty definitive way to potentially write him off here. This is so much, by the way, I, I do. I, I also loved that they did last week. Um, I didn't love that they did it, but I love that they, that they, they built around it this week. Mox being like, turn around, walk away, never come back. And the next week Regal's back, but not until Mox has been escorted from the yep. facility. Yep. That was really good. And oh, this is so much better than that. When it was like, Regal's gone. He, he was going to WWE because Mox told him to leave. This is way better. If he got like his skull caved in with the brass knucks that he gave to MJF, that is a much better way to leave the company if that's what they're doing. I'm not saying it is. Yeah, I mean, um, Regal but did I, like a mouth blade job. I don't know how yeah. he did it. He was gushing blood. Capsule. He barely said anything yeah. for the rest. All he did was introduce him. At any point, he could have wiped his mouth and put a blood yeah. capsule in there, bit down. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, old yep. school. I, I also love Danielson being so somber about everything. Mm-hmm. The people on commentary. Uh, 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 Joey Bagadonut said the announcers did a great job selling that MJF attack on Regal. They really did. They could have been like like way over the top. Uh, uh, like, oh my God, William Regal, somebody get out here. But they were like, this is really serious, guys. I don't Yeah. I can't. Like, yeah. Like, and eloquent points us out i was just about to bring this up to you yeah, it's so remember regal dared mjf to hit him with his back turned in the mox promo and this was full yeah. circle and yep he did that's hit him. The little small details that i freaking love in professional that was wrestling. so good man that was I so good love that stuff yeah um, also regal selling it the way he did he didn't like move. going down like a sack of dirt and yep. not moving that was some really good, like there was somebody and i retweeted it there's the, when when Peter Griffin fell well, down. Peter the Griffin stairs, does the, yeah, 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 it's just yeah. like that's basically what Regal was doing. Yep. Loved it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was some good stuff there, man. We we got a ton of super chats and humper chats to talk about from this one. Granby says I thought it was going to be the Red Universal title uh, underneath the. <laughs> uh, well, listen. Changing change basically like he changed. Uh, did he change much of the design of the belt no, itself? No, he it's just. Not- it's almost yeah. identical, right? And it just has yeah. the Burberry pattern on it, lightly. And I love that. I think it's such a heel thing yeah, to do. Tony Schiavone is just shin all over. That is disgusting. That is a that is a horrible looking championship. That's that's spinning in the face of them. Yeah. It is fascinating. Yeah. Um, Jambiot says when MJF named all those long reigns, there was one notable long one that he didn't refer to, and that was a certain chief slash head of the table. Or did he refer to it when he was talking about how? No, but he didn't. He didn't actually say it. But he, he said mentioned he mentioned like, he mentioned Triple H. Uh, did he mention Roman no? Reign? But he didn't. He sub he subtweeted it. He was like, "Oh, he's he's been champ for he never wrestles. He's never there. He's so boring. All he does is come out to the ring and stand uh, there and talk I, like I the, the, the IWC's like like stuff that they were talking about Roman for the longest time. Now it feels great again because Sammy's involved. For the longest time, he wasn't." And it was just like, man, Roman's just not doing it for me. And I feel like that's it because we love Roman at the beginning, hated him for a while. Now we love it again because of Sammy. Yeah. 
Uh, Jennifer Kathleen says, great show. I just feel like MJF segments run too long. He is great on the mic, but it always feels like it goes forever. This was a really long segment. I wasn't super feeling it at first, but when the turn happened, Alex, it, it just it kind of brought I, it all together. I, I still me. feel like he talked for that long. I, I get it. To, and you're right. To, I do. I, I think a lot of his segments do feel really long. This one, I think, was done long and long-winded on purpose to mm-hmm. lull us to sleep before the big attack. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo, the ODV, says, I was scared when MJF unveiled the new strap. Goth-style pile driver says, the way Regal wiped the dirt off his shoes in the center of the mat out of disrespect for the ring itself, it's the little things. <laughs> oh, it's so, yeah. it's, uh, it's so good, man. Chi-Town Spurs. So this one took a while to get going, but once it did, man, it had me. People were worried that Max was going to get cheered. He got his heat back in one show. And Brent Lockman, mm-hmm. his last three years, just feel like MJF supervillain origin story. And I'm so here for it. I'm here mm-hmm. for it, too. I, I'll tell you what. I felt like I needed a drink after the segment, man. Uh, I, yeah. I really did. I was like, oh, yep. my goodness. Like, I am, I am just, whew. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, if I need a drink, I've got Miracle in my pocket. Take it from the dirt sheet boy himself. You don't want dirty sheets on your bed. That's not what we do around here because we have Miracle. Specifically, trymiracle.com slash Fightful. Get 40% off and three free towels. You don't want to wake up sweaty and sticky. Maybe you got that heat on during the winter. Well, Miracle brand at trymiracle.com slash Fightful has self-cooling properties using silver-infused fabrics originally developed by NASA. They are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. And they prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner, fresher, three times longer than other sheets. Help avoid those allergens and all those irritants that you can get when the bacteria builds up on your sheets. It's better for your skin. It's got luxurious comfort and quality. Since I started using Miracle Brand self-cooling brand sheets, I stay comfortable all night long. Go to trymiracle.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful to get your free three-piece towel set and save 40% off. Trymiracle.com slash Fightful. So I'm saying, man, I needed a drink. I got to go lay down. I got to take care Mm -hmm. of myself and Mm -hmm. thank you. Miracle has got me covered there. That's right. So That's right. it certainly wasn't because I, I fed you the wrong information about the sponsor because I got things mixed up in my head. That wasn't it at all. What are you talking was, about? That's crazy. I was just <laughs> trying to bail you out as the professional. No, no, no. no. Lean. I see. This is the thing. You are an absolute professional. You're gonna. You're gonna absolutely. St- I steer into the skid. That's di- look. Look at me. Look at you. We have different ways of dealing with this stuff. <laughs> we are built differently. <laughs> I tried to take your ass, whatever. It's oh, fine. No, I, and, I, and I appreciate it. I do. No problem. Uh, this was this was good. Uh, Eloquent also says, Tony Shavala getting so pissed at Max. He called William Steve Regal. It was his buddy. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get to Ricky Starks versus Ari Davari. This was... About to get underway, and then the firm interrupted. Ethan Page, Stokely Hathaway, and a guy I know very well, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy was awesome in this. I know I'm biased. He, was, he, he just, Stokely's trying to talk, and Matt just steps right in front of him, and Matt just starts hitting all the greatest hits. He does V1. He starts doing the delete. He just getting in the way of them, and they scorn him and send him to the back. 
real quick, did you get a chance to see the Ethan Page Matt Hardy segment on Elevation that everyone was no, sharing? No, I didn't. I have to go back and watch that because I heard about it, but I I, I yes. don't make a habit. I don't watch Elevation every week. I need to go back and watch it. It was excellent. This promo that dynamite needs this level of storytelling and, and matt was great in it but ethan page was incredible you and i talked about it last week we both feel like Ethan page doesn't need a stick man and he proved it in this and the story that they're telling there with matt and private party i feel is one of the most underrated stories going on in AEW right now they basically said matt matt has just been defying ethan page and ethan's like i'm not going to take it out on you anymore but anytime you defy me i'm going to take it out on private party going forward mm-hmm. and i know you love private so they're adding good layers. They added more layers to that here. And Ethan Page says he's going to win the Battle Royal. He's jawing off to Ricky Starks, who proceeds to squash Davari. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I thought they accomplished what they needed to with this segment. What do you think of it? Uh, this segment uh, was one thing for me, which was Stokely Hathaway going, man, if you don't get your ass to the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love Stokely so much. Um, I I think because there he talked about um, on his, in his interview with Renee about a lot of stuff. It's an amazing yeah. interview, but he talked about how they had a whole plan set forth for post all out when it was going to be MJF with the with the with the uh, poker chip and CM Punk with the belt, and that's why they put him MJF together with the firm for that. And once CM Punk was gone, they were like, "Well, I guess we got to break you guys up." And I thought to myself, "No, it was a perfect opportunity." to get BCC to feud with somebody other than Yas. Like there was a really cool thing to do there. I really, I really wish they had leaned into that more for a little bit, at least until full gear. Um, but, um, but I love Stokely. Anytime I can get him on my TV doing anything. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm such a, such a big fan of Stokely. And I love Ethan Page too. I still, I love the Ethan Page and Ricky Starks are going to continue this. Yep. I think these, these guys can be rivals for a long time off and on would be great. I agree with you entirely. Ricky looked good in this. I love when Ricky's making his entrance and he's hitting the mm-hmm. little beats in his theme in the crowd now. I don't know if you've seen this, but the crowd is actually starting to do it with him and they're really getting into that. He's right. getting over. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of run here for Ricky Starks mm-hmm. if they continue yep. to push into this. I just, after winner's coming, we know he's not winning the championship, but I, I just, I hope he stays relevant in the upper mid card, lower tier main event level. And based on AEW's track record with that stuff, with guys like Darby Allen and Sammy, it could be hit or miss. It could be hit or miss. I I, I think there's the, there's um, four. Here's the thing you could easily do. You could do this winner is coming thing uh, with him. uh, And then whatever happens with Paige, make that pay off for a little bit while longer. Um, Once Swerve and Keith Lee are done, how money is a swerve versus Ricky Starks thing? Like how 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 like to me like that's that's money stuff right there. Especially if we wind up like with 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 swerve migrating toward the TNT title for a bit. Like yep. there's some really really great stuff there, and you can circle back to Ricky Starks versus MJF in nine months. But yep. as long as he's facing real top talent, getting to yep. cut promos and stuff, he's gonna be great. I agree with you entirely. Ben Dixon says, don't be silly. Alex Jericho feuds can never end. I mean, they're they're ending it right now. Basically, BCC is dissolving before our very eyes, which means Jericho won. 
it's true. It's, a, it's a very true there. <laughs> I'm catching up here. Uh, Jam Beard also says Jericho is a silly little cobra chicken. <laughs> uh, Orion Ben 666 says TKC's all to the point. Alex wrote tonight's show. And mm-hmm. Tom Lavalley, in regards to the Brian and Dax matches, the cameraman should have got that tap. You're talking about the submission there. Yeah. And he should have been up there with him. Uh, yeah. We had a Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and Rebel interview with Tony Schiavone, where yeah. there's going to be a future interview with Jamie Hader and Tony Schiavone. Uh, just again, Britt calling the shots here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not it much. Is, it is what it is. Not much else. I mean, I think I think the writing is on the wall, and they're they're slow playing it while they're doing other things. I get yep. it. Willow Nightingale is over, brother. She, she is. Jay, she picked up the win. Good little match. Willow comes out. She has that infectious energy. She's got a great entrance song, and I, I said it last week, and I stand by it. She's going to lead a division one day, and I love that we got a little mm-hmm. showcase match for her here. Which eventually leads to Ruby Soho making her return for the first time in months. And she attacks your girl Ty Mello and lays her out, gives her a kiss on the forehead. Mm-hmm. She's back near her hometown. Uh, Apple Shy Jedi says, So, so happy to see Ruby back on my TV. Missed her so much. Where do you think Ruby fits in here, Alex? Uh, I think she's, I think this is not, this is far from the end between these two, as they like to say. Uh, so yeah, probably gonna gonna get some revenge on on uh, Tay Mello. Don't, don't know who she's gonna be teaming with. Probably Willow Nightingale in a couple of tag team matches versus a Ty J. Um, I think Willow is super over, and they should take advantage of that fact. I think that if, if it was me, I don't think they should do. They should go right into Britt versus a Jamie. I think they should let the feud between Jamie and whoever she's facing lead to dissension in that during that storytelling and i think the first feud for 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 jamie could be willow and that could be really really great stuff and coming out of that i think you can you can you can easily book that you can i don't know if they will but you can book that so willow comes out ahead even if she loses a jamie hater and after that you can you can do your brit and jamie stuff i really think willow should be the one to be jade cargill i really believe that i i i i don't i don't disagree with you I just don't they've had a lot of opportunities for them to pull the trigger on that and and have not even come close. But like, her character so, wasn't established on AEW TV consistently. I, I get it. Yet. I get it. I, I I I want that. I just don't think they see it in that particular I think they I think we'll talk more about this when Jade mm-hmm. had her had her thing tonight. They want like a major player to come in and dethrone Jade if they're going to do that. To me, Willow is just the anti-Jade Cargill in the best ways possible. Oh, absolutely. I, I so, totally agree with you. And, and she's really strong, too, and they've mm-hmm. emphasized that. I think she's the perfect person to take it off her. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs says, give me a Willow and Ruby versus Ty J street fight. Would you be into yeah. that one? Could you uh, see? Yeah, the, the, the street fights they've we've, we've seen from... from, from um, from Ty J have been, have been good against the, the when they were baby faces against the uh, the uh, the bunny and Penelope. Uh, I think that that could be a lot of fun. And yeah, I I I want to see uh, because it feels like something she would do. Ruby Soho come out fully Dustin Ro- Dusty Rhodes up with like 
big elbow pads and knee pads over the jeans, tucked into cowboy oh, boots, ready to ready to have a street fight. That's what I'd like to see. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, let's continue here. We saw QT Marshall challenge Orange Cassidy for the Atlantic Championship, and Orange Cassidy was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, it's fun." <laughs> so, but, but no, but but yeah, but you haven't heard yet. It's gonna be a lumberjack match. Yeah, it's is. fine. I like that idea, <laughs> and which is like a completely undercutting the heel is will never it's not great. be funny. He's great. He's great. He's so great. He's just leaning yeah. on Shivani the entire time. He's great. Uh, one of the greatest success stories of the modern era of professional wrestling is Orange Cassidy. Somehow, somehow, and, because it's to- it totally works. Yeah, it really does. There was a quick House of Black promo leading up to this. A little disappointed House of Black wasn't on the show after what we saw last they, week. They did. I, I thought the thing said is that before this week is it's probably going to happen on Rampage, isn't it? Yeah. He mm-hmm. said before this week is over, you will see us, you know, bringing you down a level and whatever. So mm-hmm. it'll happen on 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 uh, Rampage, probably during that OC and, and oh, they QT should take thing. out they should take out all the lumberjacks. They should beat up yeah. everybody yep. and yes. reign supreme over yep. that. Yep. All right, we got this Jade Cargill TBS Championship celebration that really wasn't much of a celebration at all. I, I thought it was built into something because she came out. She looked My, amazing. We, the green amazing. fur coat and the money like like wrapped around like that and the the hair that was the the hair was that perfect like whitish green color of it wasn't it white amazing. it wasn't green it was the color of money she came out there she'd already kicked Ke- uh, Kiara Hogan to the curb but Rube, but but red velvet's back so like and she most of the promo was like how my baddies got to actually pull their weight Otherwise, I'm kicking into the curb. But I kept waiting for whatever music was going to hit because he was like, I beat everybody. Nobody can beat me. And that's usually code for somebody's coming. Like, nobody can beat me. And then the person who thinks they can beat you, their music hits. And you want, that's just the way it works. So I was, I was waiting for that. And the person we got was Bow Wow. Yeah, we did get Bow Wow. And he says that he will see Jade soon. And I don't know what the payoff can be here unless it's some sort of mixed tag match. But that's what I thought. I just, I don't know what. I mean, here's the, here's the payoff for me. The payoff for me is this. Brandon Phillips going to wrestle. What's the deal here? The the payoff for me is this, that they're never going to do is, is you have uh, Jade like, power bomb bow wow through a table and 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 walk away they're never gonna do that but that's what i've been wanting since this whole thing started is i want jade to just crush bow wow who's half her size i just want to destroy bow wow bow wow's a legit wrestling fan so yes Uh, yeah and someone brought up i think it was joel pearl who brought this up on twitter actually i could be wrong i'm pretty sure it was him yeah. Bow Wow is a good, good, close personal friend of Snoop yeah. Dogg, who just happens to have a cousin who's a professional mm-hmm. wrestler. Just a, just a little thought there. I just thought it was very fascinating that Bow Wow, who's wrapping up his tour, you know, he's gone overseas, mm-hmm. he's played everywhere, that he was able to actually tune in to AW Dynamite, and maybe that's because Alex he had some help right. from his friends at NordVPN. It's very, it's very possible. Hold on, as I as I scan over, it's very possible that that. 
Thank you guys so much for watching this show wherever you are in the world. But no matter where you are in the world, you can be wherever you want to be with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click on all of your devices. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC, router, TV, doesn't matter. You get that threat protection as well. Block online trackers, block annoying pop-up ads and malware, and help protect yourself when you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi and you're traveling. But also when you're traveling, maybe you miss your shows at home. Maybe you've got a service and it says, oh no, sorry, you can't watch that right now. You're out of the area. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can be wherever you want to be. You can also subscribe to a lot of services abroad that allow pay-per-views much more affordably than in the U.S. Get a great deal. Get a month off. And get a 30-day money-back guarantee with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I want to get some more super chats here. Champion says, I know it's a bit of fancy booking, but if we can get another Impact AW crossover match, Mickey in a career versus TBS title match against Jade, or give me Joel Pearl's idea of bringing in Snoop's cousin. I mean, we can continue here with the Sasha stuff. Brent Lockman says, so tinfoil hat time. Sasha trademarks, trademarks time is money. What did Bow Wow say twice? That would be weird, right? I just don't see Sasha going for the TBS championship if she ever came into AEW. It just wouldn't seem like a fit for me. I will say that regardless of the of what the title is, Sasha versus like Jade is the person you put with Sasha. Yeah. Just like just like Britt is the person you put with Soraya, Jade is the person you put with Sasha. That's that right there is it. I wouldn't put anybody else with it. And, and I, honestly, what I thought Jade was coming out to say is I want both titles because mm-hmm. that's how much better I when he says, if you put me standing next to any girl in the back, everyone would say I'm the star mm-hmm. and she's right. She's 100 mm-hmm. percent right. So. What do you do? You can't have you because I think too many fans see the TBS title as the mid card title for the women, and and she's way beyond that at this point. So you got to do something with it. If it's not, I want to I want to unify the titles, and you don't want to do that to Jamie right now. But if if that's not what she what 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 um maybe it's not what you want, Tony Khan, but it should be what Jade wants. Mm-hmm. You got to find the the biggest star possible for her to make money with. And that person undoubtedly would be Sasha Banks. I just didn't like that we had this big set for her to utilize for this big celebration and nothing came from that. There was no payoff to that whatsoever. This could have been accomplished backstage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was a little confused about that. Not that I'm upset about getting Jade out there. She should be out there. She's a big time star on this television show, Mm -hmm. but it just felt a little weird. And uh, Meet Normus says, I thought the women's segments were mid. Glad they're getting time and Ruby and Velvet are back, but it's time to hit the gas. DK, unify the singles and make tag belts IMO. We talked about like, that I'm, last a little bit. I don't know. I, 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 I think there are enough women that you could you could include more women in title pictures if you have tag belts over a second singles belt. So you can put, um, you can, you I think you, I think you can unify. I think the time to unify would have been before you had just done what you did with Jamie Hayter. I think you could easily have had Jade versus Tony Storm would have been a big match. And if you put Jade over there, then that's a unified thing. And I still say you easily could feud 
Britt versus Jamie without a title involved at all. There's enough personal history and baggage there. They don't need a title. So now that you put the title on Jamie Hayter, you can't take it off of her right away by doing anything with Jade. So you're kind of handcuffed. I think you could have easily done before. But Agreed entirely on everything you just said. Guys, this is your last chance to get in Super Chats, Humper Chats, HumperChats.com. We will read them on air, get your words heard from all of the Fightful Faithful. We got our main event. They they watched our post show last week, Alex, where I mm-hmm. said that the Elite versus Death Triangle should have been the main event. Mm-hmm. And they main evented this show. The Elite pick up a win here. Mm-hmm. It is not going to be a clean sweep. It's not going to be a 3 nothing going into the game four, if you will. We get a week between these matches. I will say this. This match was great. I'm grateful for the week between because it is becoming a little overkill. I think a little time to breathe a little yeah. bit is just what this needs. What say you? Uh, I, I agree. I I would like to see because I'm uh, I'm trying to remember what they by the way they they ran down the stuff on Rampage and it feels like the most missable Rampage in the history of television. Like there's stuff on there like you got Jay Le- Jay Lethal and and Jeff and Jeff Jarrett versus Private Party, which good for Private Party getting on TV, but like yeah, I mean and and oh Orange Cassidy defending the All Atlantic Championship against. QT Marshall, like it just doesn't feel like it's like it's it does not feel like it like a like a, a big rampage. Although they have sort of in our glory, we're here for yeah. them. Just just have them fight. Just why I want to see them fight. I don't hear from them anymore. But what right. I'm saying is this, well. right? Um, yeah. What I what I need is um, I need to know what you got. I guess it's the Diamond Ring Battle Royal next week. That's 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 the main event ish thing. That's where people are coming to. Uh, that's fine. Um, it, it feels like we definitely did need that week off, especially if you've got something that you can put in that main event slot. Um, hell, it might be nice uh, for Pac to take a week off and, and get his mask fitted better. Because that thing, that scared me. He was doing spots where he was jumping to the top rope with his mask like this. And I was yeah. like... Man, can, that's, can we, can we not get him the, the Rip Hamilton mask, man? Just clear, and it should be pretty straightforward and easy to get that done. Th- there oh, was some man. cool stuff with it. I liked that the elite just went right after them. We talked about that last yes. week. I said, and we got to see the elite be a little more aggressive here. They went right after them on the ramp. They didn't even wait for this thing to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cool spots when all three of Death Triangle did moonsaults on their opponents i thought that was fun each all three had a super kick spot in this that i thought was fun as well they showed that the elite were having some miscommunication early on which could be their downfall the story with the hammers is a little convoluted because ray like didn't want penta to use the hammer even though ray was the first one to use the hammer in this series that felt Mm -hmm. a little strange to me so they're gonna tease this for the next four matches um the uh i i i'd like i'm not gonna do this because 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 my wife wouldn't like it but i would bet the house on (laughs) on the end of this being the elite win the the final match of the best of seven because of the infighting among death triangle um and like directly within that match and the elite win and are immediately uh um uh challenged by house of black and Death Triangle breaks up. Yep. 
and they they break up. I mean, like not the Lucha Brothers and Pack. I mean, like Ray and and Penta don't like each other anymore, and Pac goes off and does his own thing. I think they're breaking up the Death Triangle out of this as well. So they're gonna they're gonna continue to do the thing that you don't like, and I don't like it either, honestly. Really teasing the I want to use a hammer. I don't want you to use a hammer. Please let me use the hammer over and over again. Well, my problem with it, and again, we talked about this last week too. Like, I have no issue with you telling two congruent stories with the elite finding themselves and death triangle having all this momentum for cheating and then unfolding it. I don't think it's a bad story to tell. Right. My problem is the inconsistency in it is where Ray Phoenix had no problem using the hammer in the first match, and now all of a sudden he has a problem using the hammer. That wasn't if if the story had been Alex that Penta right. was the one that wanted to use it and Ray was preventing him from doing so, then it's consistent. Right. But that wasn't the case. I th- I think I think Ray using the hammer in the first match was out of absolute desperation because if not, one winged angel and one, two, three. That was that was the story they told in that match, and I would have loved to have had a little bit more storytelling of that was the one time I'm willing to do it. I'm not doing it again. Yeah, you can't make exactly. me. A do little a bit of that would have would have would have would have gone a long way. Do a promo. Penta yeah. says he'll use the hammer whenever yeah. he wants. Right. That's my Alex Abraham. It's very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> but a very good match. I love the finish of this where it looked like the elite had their backs to the corner once again and they sneak out a win. Matt mm-hmm. Jackson is able to get his uh, feet up into the face of Pack as he's coming down with the on black the, arrow. Yeah. Kenny is able to reverse positioning on Ray Phoenix. He's holding mm-hmm. him back. Quick one, two, three. And Kenny gets to do his little mm-hmm. uh, goodbye and good night. Uh, good match. But I'm mm-hmm. really glad we have a week to breathe a little bit. Right. Yes, I, I I I agree as well. I think there's a there's a really some really good um, stuff that's going to come out of these next few matches. As I said, every match they've done has felt a little different. They're gonna they're gonna do some stuff. Uh, and Brent Lockman has as a as a uh, super chat says think they'll add stipulation to the final matches like match seven being a yep. ladder match. I do. I think I think the final match will be something like that. I don't think the others per prior to it will be. I think no. it'll be regular matches, but the final one, three versus three, last one, ladder match. I feel yep. like they'll, they'll probably do that. Yeah, it's got to be a ladder or cage match. It's got to be one of the two. I think they go with a ladder match uh, yep. because keep in mind, Young Bucks yep. versus Lucha Brothers, Escalera de la Muerte is what started this whole story back in 2019. Yep. So I think that's a great way to bookend that chapter. Cause like you said, this mm-hmm. could be the last time we see the bucks versus the Lucha brothers for quite a bit of time here, especially yeah. if they end up breaking them up. Uh, another one from Jim beard saying, depending what the bow wow stuff leads to, you can also get into a Brit versus Jade Tettle feud. since they both think they are the star of the women's division. You could, but I wonder who the baby face is there. I struggle with that. That, that is, that is true. Like there's, there's ways of doing, um, well, the alignment doesn't matter feuds. Like, I think Paige and Moxley can do that. I don't know with these two if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody was also like, if you do, if you make Jade a double champ, who's dethroning her? Well, who's dethroning her now? Like, they just, they, they, they haven't done it. I would love for the, idea, for the answer to be Willow is. Willow's going to dethrone her. I would love for that to be the answer, but I still don't think that they are willing to go that route but i'm 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 willing to, i'm willing to be very very wrong about it and and would be very happy if they made willow the one to do three chain but right now it feels like they keep throwing major players at her i still say hikaru shida versus jade 
at Revolution. Jade is 49 and 0, going for 50 and 0 versus yeah, Hikaru cool. Shida is a really cool story. And Hikaru Shida would be would be the top person she's ever faced is Hikaru Shida. I think I think they should do that. That's a good story to tell. And if she beats her, it's an endorsement of sorts. That's mm-hmm. that's good stuff there, Alex. I like that a lot. Uh, overall thoughts on this episode as we wrap up here? Yep. You got any for me here? Uh, I, I think that um, that we are going to look back on, on this particular night, this promo, this MJF thing in, in, in 10 years, 15 years, if he's still wrestling, and he very well may not be, um, as like, man, like he said it, and we we didn't realize how right he was. Yeah. Generational talent, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just just some really great, that 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 moment where where you could t- we were I, I swear to God the the atmospheric pressure shifted in that arena when he was like, "Oh, Mister Regal, I forgot to tell you." I think everyone in there was like, "Oh, oh no!" Like there was this awesome moment where he knew that he had us. All being like, this is a boring promo, and then was like, wait until you see what I do next. Like he's he's got it, man. He really does. Yeah, and like I said, I just love the full circle nature of it. A with the email, and B, you made a deal with the devil. You made a deal with the devil, and this is what happens. You're making a deal yeah. with the devil, and you're right. He laid out the next year plus of booking for him <laughs> as champion. Yep. Now we'll see how they execute that. Hopefully no backstage fights or injuries derail any of that stuff. But as long as they don't, we'll be (laughs) on a clear path to see who becomes the one to dethrone Maxwell Jacob Freeman and Triple B Mm -hmm. to become the new AEW World Champion. This is good stuff here, Alex. Uh, Where can people find you? Where can they watch you right here on Fightful? Uh you can find me on the Twitter, uh, such as it is, for as long as it exists, at Alex Sour Graps. Um, and you can find me on Fightful Select, reviewing um, Monday Night Raw with the indomitable uh, Miss Kate Fabe, uh, Kate Elizabeth. Uh, and on Fridays, on Tuesdays as well, reviewing NXT, which was devolved into just a, just a everybody get your jokes in show, because it's a lot of fun that way. Um, but... Uh, also, on Fridays, um, I will be reviewing SmackDown on Fightful Select right after SmackDown ends while doing a watch-along of Rampage. So I'll be reviewing Rampage as it happens while talking about what just happened on SmackDown. Those shows have been a lot of fun. People seem to like it, so we're going to continue to do those. Uh, Tom LaValle, of course, sends us away before we yes. get to John Alba. Um, so we bid you adieu, so goodbye and good night, back. Yes. And, it was great hearing you. It was great hearing Kenny say that. Yeah, uh, yeah man, uh, you can find me at J-O-N-A-L-B-A on Twitter, as long as it exists, as he said. Uh, wrestling, according to Alba, on Patreon, where I talk all things pro wrestling, doing tape studies, and the Alba Media School. If any of you guys have any aspirations of doing on-air camera stuff, whether it's stuff like this, streaming, professionally, or writing, perhaps, editorial work. I have a coaching service. It's a consulting, one-on-one consulting. Uh, AlbaMediaSchool.com AlbaMediaSchool.com You can find more information about there. I've had some amazing sessions, especially with a lot of wrestling fans. It's been super, super fun, so go check that out. AlbaMediaSchool.com And I'm the host of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, dropping every single Friday wherever you get your podcasts, and Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, which drops every Thursday. I've got 
all my plugs out of the way. You got yours out of the way. This has been a lot of fun. Best wishes to our friend Sean Ross Sapp as he recovers yeah. from COVID. And with that, we say farewell. We'll see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.